means truth. So tell me about your spiritual journey. Welcome to Tapa Tuesday. This is Lindsay Warwick, The Conduit, on Spotify, YouTube, and Apple Podcasts. I'm so excited. It has been a little bit since uh, the last episode, um, and I'm super excited to have Celeste here with me, Celeste Peacock. She is a womb oracle priestess, among a lot of other things. So thanks for, I know we had planned on doing this, and my schedule went a little nutso so I'm finally glad that we are here together yes thank you for having me I'm so honored (laughs) (laughs) yes this is my little uh my little creative baby this podcast the idea came to me I shared on the last episode was actually me telling my story how this podcast came about um I uh, was kind of in an abusive relationship and then um, he tried to kind of silence my voice and so I got the message from spirit that it was time to get my voice out there and also have other people share their truth so um, that's what we're going to do here is talk about truth and your spiritual journey and the things that are you are passionate about so I'm stoked because I've only shared like physical space with you a couple times, but I kind of was introduced to your energy through being involved in the wisdom of the women Oracle deck. Mm -hmm. And so Celeste and I are both in a amazing deck. Ironically, not ironically. I have it right, right here. Little, um, project uh, created by our friend in the community here, Nancy White. So when I met you in person, finally, I was just so attracted to your energy. And I feel like you and I share a lot of the same, um, you know, spiritual aspects of our lives. So I'm very excited to get to know you even more here now so if you want to start with your spiritual journey or wherever you want to start is good for me (laughs) okay um so um it it was interesting because I actually as a teenager did grow up in like a spiritual home with my mom and her partner and they um went to the light institute in Santa Fe, New Mexico, and worked with Chris Griscom in past life regressional work and that kind of thing. Shirley McLean really put her on the map. Um, and at that time, I was 15 years old, and I was already starting to have some experiences. Um, I mean, our house was haunted, like, you know, seeing ghosts and stuff. I was starting to see, like, energetic fields around people. And then also, like, I could see almost like 
that movie, you know, Cocoon, when they would unzip their bodies and you would see those light bodies, I would see light bodies coming out of people um, when I was about 15. So they came back from doing some past life regressional work and um, craniosacral work. Um, and they had this like three week summer camp intensive for kids ages 13 to 24 and it was completely international in the desert of Santa Fe New Mexico for three weeks and the goal was we faced all of our fears like we walked on hot coals we did like a ropes course we went camping and had to sleep alone by ourselves like there was all of these challenges that we were that we were facing and I had a blast I had an absolute blast so I returned my sophomore year and went to spiritual boarding school where we meditated every morning. We had spiritual studies. Um, we were vegetarian. Um, we ended up traveling around Mexico and Europe for a month. And that really kind of like cracked, cracked me open. Um, and Chris Griscom would come every morning and lead us in meditation and, like I've been to her house. I think one time I answered the phone and Shirley McLean was on the other line. <laughs> like, um, we would see UFOs like all of the time, you know, out there in New Mexico. So that was my, my sophomore year. But once I, um, like I didn't graduate high school, I just got my GED, like after having that kind of freedom and that kind of thing, um, I've just realized you know, I'm 47 now, but I, I'm just like, so surprised. I'm like, Celeste, there's nothing about you that's been traditional. Like all of your pathways are non-traditional. And now I've just kind of accepted that, but it took me a long time to really come around that and to fully accept that about myself and not denying, denying myself of continuing to try to fit myself into this box because that never worked for me. That never, ever worked for me. So just speeding it up, um, I moved, I did a lot of some other things too that were non-traditional. Um, my senior year, I traveled around the United States educating high school students about ecological and social issues. And there was like six of us kids that were teenagers and we got in front of like 45, I'm sorry, we got in front of like thousands of kids, like for 45 minutes, you know, like the honorariums, like no one wants to be there, but we did. We traveled around the United States talking about environmental issues, social issues, and then we would do workshops on the weekends. Um, so that was my senior year. And then I got my GED and then I moved to New York City. And then I was really on my own. And I put myself through nursing school. I had a full-time job. And then I did all the traditional things that I thought I was supposed to do, um, get married, have children, you know, um, have a career. And I did. I went to nursing school. I've been a women's health nurse for the last 23 years, labor and delivery, mother, baby. I'm a childbirth educator. Um, I also have a program that I can teach moms and daughters, you know, the healthy chat, the foundational puberty talk, um, which is really necessary and important. Important. There's so much shame that we have around sexuality, and most women don't even know their own female anatomy. Um, and now, um, for the last four years, I've worked in an OBGYN office, and so I triage, like, ever, anything that affects a woman, I address and hold space for literally, like, 40 hours a week. 
and I lead a team of eight nurses, um, and we have the largest practice in Charlotte um, with an atrium. So that's a that's a little bit <laughs> where I am right now. But what happened was when I got married and did all of those things, like my spirituality went dormant. It went completely, completely dormant, and I ended up becoming very, very depressed. Um, a lot of rage, a lot of resentment, and it was being projected out onto my children, and that wasn't okay. And I was in an, an emotionally unavailable marriage. Um, I had everything perfect on paper, but I really didn't. I realized I didn't really care about the things. I really wanted connection. Um, and I'm completely accountable for my part in that marriage and why it didn't work. And um, send him blessings and love and it's amicable. Um, however, um, so I did the, the lazy talk therapy that didn't work for me. I was on antidepressants four years later. That didn't work for me. They just basically made sure I wasn't suicidal and, but I never got tools for healing. I never had anyone talk about trauma. I never heard shadow work. I never heard, like any of those things, it was just like, I was just like numb and that wasn't helping me either. Um, and so we ended up moving to Charlotte because my ex-husband needed a, got a new job and I had to find a new therapist to renew my meds and he was slightly non-traditional and he basically was the first therapist that ever told me that I deserve peace in my life and the medications that I were on for me was poison. And I was like, whoa, like, um, so at that time, he helped me to start tapering off my meds, helped me find my pain points. And then I started doing my own research and had reached out to an old friend who I asked to help me to learn how to meditate. And within six weeks, I learned how to love myself and accept myself for the first time at age 39. So that was eight years ago. And, um, and that was like when I learned about shadow work. That was when I started to learn about pathways, about how to heal myself, how to connect with my inner child. Because um, believe me, I buried her and forgot about her like when I was probably three because she just wasn't safe. Um, and so a lot of things that had built up and like bubbled up to the surface, like sometimes I would act out like a small child. Sometimes I'd act out like a teenage child. Right. And that's where the traumas were stuck in those time periods. Um, so, um, I, I did a lot of healing work through that and have discovered many other pathways that have helped me really like open up and understand what shadow work is to really connect with the divine feminine, um, really starting to connect with my gifts as far as being an empath um, and telepathy and channeling and being an intuitive healer. Um, so that's kind of it in a nutshell. <laughs> like I'm sure you have lots of questions. Um but I'm I'm really at a good, really good place in my life where I understand that, like, even when we get triggered, like, this is the work. This is the medicine. Like, these are the clues. These are the breadcrumbs of threads that are leading us back to our wounds 
that need attention so that we can follow them and find out what's really underneath. Because what's underneath the wound and all that sludge and mud is really our gifts and the light that's underneath. But we must go in and face face what we've been running from or forgotten that we even buried, you know? Yeah, definitely. Oh my gosh. I think your story is so um, amazing um, and interesting. Um, And just, I feel like just shows that we can only, because, you know, you said that once you embrace the conventional or societal, you know, job and family marriage is when your spiritual self kind of like you pushed her to the side a little bit um and I think it just shows that and and then what happened right sorry I'm like what happened is then that starts to manifest in the physical form of depression Right. For me, it was, for me, depression was a lack of my spiritual connection. Mm -hmm. And it makes so much more sense knowing like how connected my understanding of divinity now. It's like, well, of course, (laughs) like, of course it was going to manifest that way. But my wounding, my wounding exchanged, that was, that was the exchange, right? That was the cost that I gave up from my wounding. Like, I don't think at like 25, like that I could have accepted like this divine partner because it was, was my wounding that needed healing. It needed the medicine, um, in a dysfunctional relationship. I mean, I mean, I pretty much manifested all my unfinished business for my mother and my father in one partner. And I'm accountable for that. Like I completely own that. Right. Um, so like just, you know, owning that and getting really honest with myself, you know, and it's taken years for me to, to stop telling. There's a lot of stories I was telling for a long time that I just had to be like, okay, I get it. I don't want to tell this story anymore. Um, and in the last couple of years, just really stepping into my sovereignty and just reclaiming my energy back instead of I was so over generous with my, with my energy, with my love through my codependency, through my money. Like I was overcompensating and all of those things for an exchange for what I perceived as love because I didn't know how to give it to myself. I thought I was supposed to get it from external circumstances. And that's really like how society is designed until we really learn how to really give it to ourselves. And to really put ourselves first, um, lots of, and that's, and, um, that was one of the things that I've been discovering, um, as myself, um, one of the archetypes that I embody is a womb Oracle priestess. I mean, I have been servicing the womb my whole life and didn't even realize it, you know, being a women's health nurse. Um, but really starting to go on this divine feminine path and integrating both, you know, um, the divine feminine with Western medicine, doing both. Um, and um, I forgot what I was going to say. Um, good Goodness. <laughs> so much. Um, yeah. But I really had to go in. Oh, so in the card that, as the womb oracle, that's, that's really what 
I do is I'm going to help you to see your own illusions and attachments, right? So we can really see what those are. And then what would we look like? What would we look like if we were completely in our power and we didn't have those illusions and attachments? Um, that's the place that I really like work from um, in my ceremonies. Um, and when I do one-on-one -on -one clients, that's where we really go into is we really go into that shadow work. But I hold space for you and I sit with you in the dark and I sit with you in the mud and I sit with you in those places because that's where the truth of us and the pain lies so that we can see who we really are underneath, that we really are not the pain. It's just that's what we've identified as. And that's where we need to go in and reclaim our energy back because it's been taken from us or we gave it away or that was what we allowed. Um, so that that's one, one piece as the womb oracle. Um, and then my gifts are just developing as, um, with my channeling, what the ancient wisdom that I'm accessing, um, what comes through, um, just sharing that truth and that vibration. Um, so that that's that's one one gift that I've discovered about myself. There's no way I could have even imagined um, where I am now. These I didn't even know these were options ten years ago. I didn't even know what a priestess was. I didn't even have any clue. Um, so it's just really beautiful to start to trust. Um, and that's been an intention for, for myself on a daily basis since January is that I trust myself unconditionally because when I really do and I just allow spirit to come through me, like, it's just like, whoa, where did th that come from? You know? Yeah, definitely. And what we have access to, like we have access to so to so many things if we just trust and it's way beyond what our mind could even offer yeah I mean I think it's it's so amazing to me how like I don't know just even the first time I saw you I was like yes like I don't know when I saw you I felt kindred soul sisterhood I felt definite priestess and it's so interesting to me to hear, like you say, like 10 years ago, I didn't even know what that meant. But all along the way, I feel like, you know, our higher self leads us back to who we really are. Like that whole mm -hmm. spiral aspect of time, because time's not linear. Like we just keep coming back to these truths about ourselves. So I really love so much of what you said so far. Um, I love that you touched upon the stories that you used to tell yourself about, you know, your previous relationship. Um, because for a long time, I feel, um, you know, I lived in stories or I lived in victimhood. And until I went into the shadow work and did the deeper work, was I able to accept the fact that, no, I'm not a victim. I play a role in everything that's happening in my life. Right. Yeah. Um, and just getting really, really honest, too. You mentioned honesty. I think that is a huge um, part of the spiritual journey. It's it's like the more honest that we become, I feel like the more of these, like, layers of ourselves kind of yeah. fall off or our masks yeah. we don't even know we're wearing. Like, we don't even know right. what we're wearing. It's like, I, I used to hear a quote that said, you know, I... I didn't know what I didn't know. 
And yeah, this year too, you, you said specifically this January, it's been, you know, a journey for you. Yeah, no, I mean, there has been so many aspects of myself that have been dissolving and crumbling, that illusion shattering. And it's you literally are grieving old aspects of yourself that are very painful and very necessary as far as like there's, you know, the dark night of the soul and we have many of them, but we also have dark nights of the womb. And those are, yes, yes, ma'am. Yes. I really want to dive into the, like, what does that mean? Like Mm -hmm. the dark night of the womb. I also want to dive into like what types of people, like, is it just, obviously it's women, women's work, right? To do the womb work or yeah, I want to know all about this and what kind of information is stored in there. Everything. (laughs) The womb is a chalice essentially and collects everything and has full memory and also has a voice and it's a different voice that's then your then is your intuition and even if you've had a hysterectomy you still have that energetic space of a womb and it is still creation itself that is where your creation energy originates from um and when you really learn how to connect with that womb, and there's different grail gates and the whole program and everything to access that, but really connecting with that space and reconnecting with your body and reclaiming those aspects of yourself through your timeline, through the different feminine archetypes, the maiden, the mother, the lover, and the crone, like we embody those as those archetypes no matter what age we're at. And they're all accessible and they all have um different teachings and guidance and things to reclaim with twin energies in our body and reclaiming our body and our sexuality and our erotic innocence. So all of that gets reclaimed. um, And we get to, we get to really explore then also like, you know, what was our experience like when we had our period? Like, was it positive? Was, was there a lot of shaming? Like we get to go in and like fully, um, rewrite that story and have a, another full initiation that happens through like a guided meditation um, where you're like divine masculine, like actually takes you down into this sacred temple into the water and you like menstruate for the first time, like really powerful, powerful initiations where we get to rewrite and reinitiate ourselves on the path. Um, however, men also have the energetic it's called a hara um and the so it hara is h-a-r-a but the the word whore has h-o-r in it and whore actually means womb or cave oh (laughs) yes ma'am so mary magdalene wasn't really a prostitute she was a high womb priestess yeah i definitely am aware of that yeah Um, part of the rose priestess shamanic right right yes that she's like then i'm leading some women through a a rose priestess mentorship and she's actually the next one that we're going to work with and it's all about sacred sexuality and the holy grail right magdalene teachings right and what i love about 
what I love about Mary Magdalene is, is that she's also teaching you about the divine union with yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Right. And then as you're really reclaiming that sovereignty and your connection with yourself, then that reflects into, you know, the divine union with a physical partner. Mm -hmm. Um, But it really has to be reclaimed within yourself and that full sovereignty to call in what you're really looking for. And then when it does happen, it's like, (laughs) okay, I asked for it now, like more things begin to dissolve. And that's kind of what I'm going through right now is, um, um, the partner that I'm with right now, it's like for years, I've just noticed how I've been denying myself, um, of my truest nature. And now that my truest nature is being encouraged, that dissolving is just coming off. And as those parts come off, my heart is just, opening deeper and wider and I'm just like in a full state of grace um and everything is a gift right unconditional love is truly a gift if there's expectation that it's just conditional um and then it's not a gift and it's like I'll love you if Mm. well that's not unconditional right um no it doesn't mean that you know having unconditional love that you're just going to allow people to abuse you no you have boundaries you have healthy parameters um, and things that you will allow and not allow. And when you stand in your, when your power and your honor and you're honoring yourself, um, but really realizing um, one of the big lessons that I learned in the last couple of years is that once I realized I didn't need or want anything from anyone, I was free. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Like when you kind of cut out the expectations on people I feel like I'm in a, I'm in a place where I guess, you know, it's also about, I feel like what you're saying is not only do you not have expectations anymore, but I also kind of don't care too much about what people think about me. Did that happen to you too? Um, To a degree. I mean, I know what you're saying, like, as far as just being so concerned about what other people think that then I exchange my own freedom for that. Yeah. Um, But one of the things that I've been calling in also in the last year or two is sacred connections. Mm -hmm. Um, And just being really clear and being where I can really be my authentic self. Like I'm expanding my list of connections who I can fully be Celeste with, like who I can be my authentic self with. And those are those connections that I'm calling in where I can fully be myself. Um, And my perception and my truth is valued and respected. And if there's really just not alignment there, you just let it go and wish people on their way and on their blessings and like just really following the alignment. And when things become misaligned or, you know, things are just not feeling honored or, um, you know, cause I want to be with, I want people in my life that want to be in my life. Right. You know, and vice versa. Like I'm going to make you a priority in my life, no matter how busy I am, like, because I honor your medicine and I honor your perception and I value your heart and your truth. Um, so I've been, I've gotten much clearer about even all my connections with men and women, um, what I'm calling in. Mm-hmm. 
I want to hear more about your uh, divine partnership. If you're, if you will be so comfortable or not, if you don't have to, um, but you've mentioned it a couple times and I'm wondering, you know, what kind of came before manifesting that partner? And if you want to talk about like the divine partnership itself, um, I think that would be really great. Right. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I will be vague um, okay. and answer the question at the same time, as far as, you know, just protecting protecting the relationship however um we have been um we've known each other he's probably my first soulmate when I was we were 11 and 12 wow and, and I realized over time and I don't even like to say this term out loud like that he's my twin flame like, cause the spiritual community has really like tainted that. And then there's also this illusion that it's going to always end in divine union. And, and right now it's working. Like we figured it out, like after all of these years, like, cause I've gone back to him every, after every major relationship. And, and then once it would go somewhere, then I would sabotage it and run every single time. And that really like, hurt him and so in the last year we've just really repaired the friendship but realized that there were things in our lives that we had to heal outside of each other and that's what it talks about and I found this one article that was just very insightful but that's what it talks about about the twin flame is is that if we had stayed in each other's lives it would have ended really badly and there was just other karmic connections that we had to create in order to go and learn so that we could come back and figure out like how to make this work. And we've finally like gotten a groove and like figured out how to make it work. Um, and again, it's not a very traditional path. <laughs> and that also took some, you know, figuring out like, okay, this is where we're at right now. And this is what we both want and how can we honor each other? And that's essentially what's happening. But I will say that it's, it's so refreshing that now that I know how to be emotionally responsible for myself and, you know, completely responsible for myself. And now I'm realizing how to recognize that in another partner. It's so <laughs> oh my God. So just, you know, having a partner that completely has emotional intelligence and is responsible for themselves and not projecting their pain onto you or blaming, you know, like what's happening. Um, so I've been telling a long story of narcissism and I had to, you know, be accountable that I had been allowing that and telling that story. And I got really clear Um in this last relationship and I am not blaming him, but sometimes we in through our wounding, like we attract people to be those crazy space holders for us. Yeah. Right. And so that's what I've learned too. It's like, I'm not, I'm not going to be a victim here. Like I'm fully accountable, but like sometimes that's what we need in our healing to get so clear, hmm. so clear about the behavior and so clear that to teach us how to create really clear boundaries and like be like yeah no 
yeah, that's not going to work for me. Whereas before I would just accept anything Mm -hmm. um, because I wanted this approval, you know, like I needed approval from somewhere else. Well, where was the approval from myself? So, so, I mean, if, if that brings it up, if that answers it for you a little bit, but um, there's just been so much dissolving and so much opening. And I'm just like, finally, like after all of these years, I had a lot of programming too. like, for a long time, I just really believed that a man wasn't capable of loving me. And so how do you carry this belief and then be in relationships and then wonder how, why it doesn't work? Yeah. Right. Do another podcast about, well, it was Joe Dispenza was the guest on Jay Shetty and he was talking about your belief systems literally create your reality. Your thoughts literally create your reality. Everything. And I used to think, oh, well, if I, I don't want to say it out loud, but I used to think, oh, well, it's in my head. It's not going to go anywhere, but now I'm extra, you know, I just, you know, I'm even extra mindful about my thoughts because we really do create our own realities. Um, but yes, I think you, you answered the question. Um, I love that you brought up the twin flame thing. I have mixed feelings about the twin flame, um, terminology. I think that there are some, you know, people that run with it to justify toxic relationships. Yeah. I think that, it, I think it exists. I think that, you know, I think that there, I believe that there is a a divine masculine counterpart out there for me. Um, I guess I, I'm always fascinated by the divine partnerships. Um, it's something that I, that I want for myself. And I've actually been speaking this out loud lately. Um, I finally feel like I'm in a place where I don't want, I don't need, um, and I have healed a lot of codependency. Mm-hmm. And I'm very, very honest with myself this year about who I am and right. what I don't want. And so, yeah, I think it is at that point. I guess I was just asking for affirmation from you that it is, you have to kind of get to that point within yourself, that union within yourself. Yeah. And then this person you, you know, you said you're making it work now because it's a vibrational match. Yeah. I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready for so long. And even like when I was talking with him, like how, how easy it is to communicate even when things are hard. Um, and he's like, and I was just saying how refreshing it is. And he's like, yeah, I've been waiting. I've been waiting. (laughs) He's like, I've been patient. Oh, that's sweet. That's really Um, sweet. But I wanted to say also, um, I have other very powerful sacred connections that are eternal as well in nature where you, the connection is so strong and your light, your, you know, you feel your soul and your light flicker brighter when you talk about them or think about them and like people notice. Um, and what's really important to notice is to really like honor the energy. And that can be very difficult when you have such a strong spiritual connection with someone and you can feel that you have loved each other for many, many, many lifetimes. Um, Like, you know, like we've been, you know, fought in war together. Like I was probably his daughter in a previous life. Like we were married before, like, 
and we knew each other. This is someone else that I'm talking about, but we knew each other when we traveled around the United States when we were kids, but we were just friends. And then it was like 25 years later inside of ceremony, this whole piece got activated Mm -hmm. because it was on this, it had a, a bigger divine timing. Um, and it really cracked my heart open um, in such a deeper way of understanding and feeling unconditional love and feeling such a strong, strong connection with someone. I mean, a lot of times we don't even talk, we talk on the phone, but we sit in silence because we are communicating telepathically. Um, and we do that through touch too. So having such a strong connection with someone telepathically and with touch Like, it's hard as a human to not try to sexualize that, right? Because, of course, you're already merged, right? Why don't you want to, like, merge in other pieces? Um, But that was something that we had to, like, talk through and work through because he was married and we wanted to honor honor that. So my point is, is that um, we have these connections that come in. And it's really important to honor the energy while we're honoring ourselves and the other person, um, because there are so many things that are to be discovered and remembered about our path um, where that can be discovered beyond sex, right? If, there, if we had just had sex, it would just have ended it um, because we would have broke his vow, which no one wanted to do. But at the, uh, at the same time, like the, the connection and the energy gets so intense, then you just plateau and default to that too. And then you never get to go beyond that. And it doesn't mean that you don't have a, a, you can have a divine partner and have this incredible like tantric divine union with sex magic and all of those things. But I'm saying that there's other things that can be discovered without it. Um, And so that's been really, really beautiful. Um, And inside of that relationship, he's really helping me to activate my, my priestess as a sacred woman and like walking that path. And, um, you know, and I have activations for him and he has activations for me, but it's really just important to like notice how these connections come through because they don't always come in the way that we expect or have the outcome that we expect. And it's, again, hard to even let that be what it is and trust. Yeah, I'm just, like, listening to you, like, and it's making me realize that, and I love hearing about your journey. I think it's, and and just your vulnerability in, in your sharing, I very much appreciate. I'm sitting here thinking, I have not really felt that way. I have not had that type of connection in a little while. But I also experienced a lot of trauma at the beginning of this year. And I'm sitting here like, oh, my God, am I ever going to feel that again? (laughs) But you're giving me hope. And hopefully whoever's listening, um, it's giving them hope as well. You know, I get I'm just in a different season of life right now in this now moment. It's yeah. But I'm thinking of like. Yes, I have shared like beautiful telepathic connections with partners in the past and I had so much passion and I'm like, yeah, right now, maybe I need you. That's why you're on this. Yeah, because I'm like just so focused on myself and not, yeah, I'm not in partnership just with myself. So it's interesting. And that's 
And that's beautiful too. Like it's beautiful to be like in divine union with yourself because that is truly the most important thing. And is these things take, you know, there's layers, you know, I mean, it's taken me all this time to be in a place where I really feel like I'm worthy to receive Hmm. really, really worthy to receive. And that's what the infinite connection is, is right. Is fully giving and receiving any energy in the universe, right? Whether it's the love that we have for ourselves, whether it's abundance, whatever our um, beliefs are, mm-hmm. um, but it has to be, it has to be equal in, in the giving and the receiving with everything. Um, and it's so important in everything that I do to have so much honor and integrity um, and be open to, you know, you know, if I did something that hurt someone or triggered someone like to really listen and hold space um, and then also be accountable for myself. Um, but, you know, in all of my collaborations, it's so important for me to be honorable and integral and offer safe and sacred space and, and everything that I do. That is pretty, those are the pillars that I operate from. Yeah. Um, I wanted to talk about too, because you were talking about like how the whole, the entire universe basically is a reflection of everything that we think and feel. However, we have 95% of our subcon of our programming is subconscious. It's below our level of awareness. And so how do we know like what belief systems were really running um, because they're subconscious? And so there's another pathway that I have discovered it's called psyche Mm -hmm. and it's it's through muscle testing that we tap into your subconscious programs and I've been using it for the last two weeks two years um through my spiritual guide um out of um Texas and I also have been doing kundalini yoga with her which is another incredible pathway that has activated me and opened me up as well um, and we'll bookmark that. <laughs> so I'm going to need another episode. Yes. Part two. Um, I'm down. I'm so down. You like, what? you like totally reactivated me and doing this podcast. I'm like, God, this was such a creative outlet for me. Like I, I scouted out my music person, Dan, he did my music for it. I told him exactly what I wanted and yeah, so we should, yes. There's, I feel like I could talk to you for hours. Well, we can, we can get back on. You can have me. Do it. I'll just have like Celeste part two. Part two. No, we can do it whenever. We can do it whenever you'd like. Um, but what I love about Psyche is so like one of the balances that I used, and it's basically like I would just sit and talk with you and see wherever you're at, like whatever you're struggling with at this time. And with muscle testing, we always ask the superconscious. Um, for permission if it's safe at this time to balance this and if we get the answer no we'll go underneath a little bit deeper because it came up for a reason right Um, however one of the balances that I used when I was healing um, I'm still like working through my mistrust with men and you know healing that belief that a man couldn't really love me so then I would never be able to truly receive love from a man and working through my abandonment with my father and like you know those whole timelines so one of the belief statements that 
was as I release all insecurity related to the toxic and divine masculine. Mm. So we basically, add, well, we use different balancing techniques and we ask for permission, which will be the best, best balance. And then basically um, we do different types of movements and go inside for like 10 to 15 minutes until we feel an energetic shift. And so the body is going and becoming a whole brain state. Like we might be disconnected where the two hemispheres are not communicating. So we might be active in our masculine and weak in our feminine or vice versa. So we're bringing the whole body into a whole brain state, subconscious, conscious, super conscious, mind, body, spirit, all of it. And it's a really easy tool that you don't even have to be aware of. Um, and then there's other balances that we can do. Like we can go into your core beliefs. So one of them could be, you could be running these two sub um, operating systems. I want to live and I want to die. And you could be running them both and then wonder why your life is so fucked up, right? Because you're running both programs subconsciously. So it's like putting your foot on the accelerator and the brake at the same time and wondering why you're not moving in life. Yeah. Wow. That's interesting. Yes. Um, for right now, I'm just trained to do it in person. Um, next year, I plan on going to learn how to do it remotely. Okay. <laughs> a lot of other beautiful balances too, like I can do as a surrogate. So we can tap into any energy with someone living or non-living, an animal, we can do your relationship to money, your career, like there's, it's infinite. Um, and it's an, an accelerator tool. I mean, it, it's helped me profoundly. And so that's another gift that I can offer. I love that so much. So I have some experience with muscle testing as well. Um, how do you do it? Do you use like the fingers together or is it a, ro a movement, a rocking forward or back? Like, how do you do the I typically just use the arm. It depends oh, okay. on what balance it is. Yeah. Some of the belief balances, we're like doing a lot of muscle testing, like going through 26 belief statements. And then we go into the, you have um, um, beliefs that are in your body too and energy centers. So then we tap into those to see what those are. And so then I'll do that with a client lying down, like on the floor or on a massage table where they just have their arm up. And we'll take breaks and stuff like that if we need to. But it's a really incredible alternative to, you know, starting to change our subconscious programming and things get integrated, like immediately things start changing and shifting. I mean, you can really feel it inside, like what's happening. Um, it's another beautiful accelerator tool um, that's accessible and um, it's just been so profound in my healing. Um, besides the kundalini yoga, which has been incredible too. Um, kundalini is like my favorite kind of yoga. It's so connected to the energy, energy meridians in the body. And mm -hmm. I just love, it is so activating and the kriyas yeah. are so powerful. It's very different than hatha yoga or vinyasa yes. or any other type of yoga because it is so, I feel like it is so spiritual. Mm -hmm. And it is just so opening because you're literally, you are, you're literally opening up your energy channels. It's so amazing. Right. And you're clearing them too. And so yeah. 
the woman that I work with, she's been a Kundalini master for the last 30 years. And she is always weaving in the divine feminine and the divine masculine. And every class on Thursday nights is a three-hour complete shamanic journey. Like, I have healed sister wounds. I've tapped into past lives. I've gotten transmissions of dragon temples. Like, like it is incredible, like absolutely incredible. And what she has access to and what she's tapped into is, it's just, it's blasted me open in my own spiritual path. And um, I'm just so honored to be in her soul stream and learn from her. Um and we're bringing her back to Charlotte for another Kundalini yeah, retreat. Like, where is she? <laughs> She's in Texas. Anyone that wants any information, we can post on the podcast um, as far as just like she does six. Right now, she's just starting a Mary Magdalene Kundalini class to finish up the, the rest of the year. It's oh eight. God. It's eight weeks and it's, and I did it last year and it just really deepened my connection with Mary and Yeshua. Like it was just, it's just so beautiful. And like from that, like now I make my own rose water and that gets incorporated into like everything. And I gift that, you know, like to people, like just to be a part of the ritual. Yeah. yeah. Talking to um, another woman this morning who is a, a doula. Um, so also very much involved with birth and, and women's health. And we were both discussing how the Rose Priestess lineage is really being activated on earth right now. And so I love hearing about you making your rose water and you're connecting to all these divine feminine goddesses. And I, I love that you are also like, you know, you mentioned working in a hospital lately in meditation, they keep telling me, and I say they, I sound crazy, but you know what I mean? I get it. My guys have said that I need to bring Reiki into hospitals. And I'm like, how? So that's where I'm at. That's been on my, my mind lately is bringing it into more, you know, Western medicine here is bringing in the energetic component. And I wanted to ask you if you have, well, I don't know if you can talk about it. If you can't, you just say, I can't, but I'm wondering if you can bring some of those spiritual energetic aspects to your job. You're regular. Yes. Yes and no. Yes and no. So like more like, so at work, I'm Jamie. Jamie is my first name. Celeste is my middle name. And in the last few years, I have really had to, to be honest with myself that I'm ready to embody Celeste and that energetic vibration that is coming through. However, I am still Jamie at work. Celeste is coming through more, but I am limited by the scope of what I can share because of what our protocols are, what our beliefs are, what our ACOG guidelines, those types of things. Right. Yeah. and two, like, you know, in my spiritual work, the clients that I work with, I work with them because they want to heal. They're ready to do their work. A lot of times in healthcare, people just want an easy fix. You're right. You know, like the pill, you know, the band aid. Right. Exactly. Instant gratification. Right. And then also, I work in a practice that if the womb is bleeding or and we can't control it with these things, we just cut it out. Mm -hmm. And so 
I was at like a fork in the road actually where like I had had my tubes removed because I was done. I'm 47. I don't want any more children. Um, so I didn't want to get pregnant, but my periods were becoming just so heavy. So I decided to go and have the ablation. Um, but I went, by the time he went in there, I had had a fibroid that got so big, then it calcified. He couldn't even shave it down. It broke the blade. Oh my gosh. And my periods did go, he could, so he could only uh, burn like, so the uterus is like a triangle like this, right? And the, the, the fibroid was coming down like this. So he could really only burn these two sides. So essentially like I had a 50% reduction in my cycle, which is great because I was just bleeding very heavy and always kind of anemic. But then after that happened, I was still having such painful periods to the point that like ibuprofen, Tylenol, muscle relaxants, I had to throw a Percocet, it wasn't cutting it. And I was like, all right, if I really believe this spiritual work, that it's all of what is physically manifesting in through our body is emotional and trauma, because I don't believe my uterus is diseased and I'm not getting a hysterectomy, I'm going to do this womb work. And that was when I started doing private womb work sessions with Adrian and did a womb, um, womb spiral with her through the divine feminine archetypes. And basically within nine months, my periods went down to three days. And the pain has significantly decreased. And um, I've had so many experiences with reclaiming my sexuality, reconnecting back to, you know, my clitoris, my G-spot, you know, all the aspects of my vagina and my sexuality, reclaiming those aspects of myself, um, knowing that I'm worthy of joy and pleasure and there's nothing wrong with that. Right. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm also very protective of that sacred energy and who I share it with and who can hold space for me, you know, sexuality for sure. That was, that was um, a huge lesson for me. Um, I love that you're talking about this. Like, I, I just love that you're talking about all this and um, even just the openness talking about the periods. I don't, I don't know if you, you've seen on Facebook or anything, but there's a group here that we've created the red tent. Yep. So oh, yeah. yes, my beautiful friends, Stevie and Alyssa Wallace, Stevie Goggins, Alyssa Wallace, they both have been on this podcast and Alyssa has shared her journey with birth control and yep. uh, balancing her hormones in a natural way. But I love it so much because I've always been, um, I feel, I've always felt the power in, in my period. And a couple of years ago, I even said how I wanted to just sit and bleed into the earth. Yes. Free and I, I actually did this summer. I went to Asheville with my dog, of course, and I went up to Mount Mitchell, which is the highest elevation point east of the Mississippi. And I took off all my clothes and I was on my day one or two, I think day one or two. And I just sat and bled at, in the most dense forest at the top yep. of the mountain. And I just prayed with Mother Earth and asked for, you know, healing, um, especially wound healing this year for me. Yeah. Um, and it just was the most invigorating, powerful experience. And now we have this community here where we're sitting in circles. We're talking about our bleeds and 
I've always been, I, I stopped birth control years ago and I've always been tracking like the day, but now I'm tracking like, okay, I'm in fall or I'm in spring right. mm -hmm. and really using the power of my period. Like, okay, I'm, I'm in this week of my period. I'm not going to overbook myself or I'm going to do my creative stuff that day because I'll right. pick one point. So I love that you're sharing that. And, and then just what you said before is also something um, about how some women don't even know their anatomy. That's so true. I, when I was going through my mentorship, my I've never had a problem orgasming, orgasming at all. Like that's never been a problem for me. And I, I didn't understand that not a lot of women experience oh, yeah. orgasm. And so my Rose Priestess mentor, Elaine said that, you know, I would be a woman who could help other women discover and empower themselves to feel comfortable in them. So I just love that you're, you're speaking my language. Like you're yeah. a soul sister. I, I knew it the second I saw you, I was like, she's super powerful. I know she's priestess. So I'm so like, we're literally already at an hour and I'm like, let's just book you on for the next Tuesday or whenever you can do this. So we can. Okay. So, yeah, I would love that. But I just, I, I love the red tent sister group and I, I would love to have something similar here in Charlotte. I, I'm just still trying to figure out how to get that organized to do something that frequently, but I did get, I did get a transmission that it's that at some point I'm will I will actually have a red tent where women will come in ceremony and will actually bleed into the earth inside of the tent and it's almost going to be like you just reserve your spot like when you come yeah. but it's really going to be a place for women to support each other to grieve to cry to receive you know body work to have fire, to discuss all of those things, to be in full support inside of that sacred ceremony. But I'm still trying to like work out the details and see how that's going to look, but I've seen it. Also too, like there has to be like some little plastic bag with some earth where you, so when you bleed, you can take it with you if you want, right? So you can plant yeah into wherever you are or like I'll put it on the land or whatever but I've, I've literally seen this and then there'll be there'll be initiations for young women for young maidens when they're going through their initiation those will be offered to you so um, it's all coming through and I try not to push myself and like how it's going to look because um, I'm still just building building myself and my services so that I can free up the 160 hours that I give to my full-time job. Um, but it, it's happening and it's so beautiful. Um, and I want to also build my, com my community in Myrtle beach, you know, so that, you know, I'm coming to the elemental workshop for fire for Thanksgiving, <laughs> you know, um, Allison and, and I, I'm going to see you then when you're here. Probably. Yeah. Allison and I are putting together, um, like a four part grimoire retreat, um, Four parts next year we're probably going to start it in um, April not January but we're going to teach women how to start a grimoire their book of spells recipes shadows how to use it with the seasons like all of this stuff um, so that, 
that's to come and you know between Myrtle Beach and North Carolina so um yeah we can totally bookmark part two I know I I think that we should because as you're speaking I'm like I really want to bring sweat lodge to Myrtle Beach um Mm -hmm. like the Lakota tradition that I was doing up north um there's so much that I, I there's so much that I want to do too. And I'm like in this weird space of the unknown, just this whole year has been such a trust fall, but um, I'm loving our conversation so, 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 so much. It's been so amazing to talk to you here. Um, if people want to connect with you, can you kind of shout out how they can um, connect? Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm getting, I will get more organized where I will get a website likely in the next few months. Yeah. Um, but we can put it on the podcast, my cell phone number and my email address. Um, I'm on Facebook as Celeste Jamie Peacock. Um, Celeste on fire 13 at gmail.com. And we can post my phone number. That's fine. Okay. Awesome. Well, is there anything last you know, end of podcast that you'd like to share. Well, I did want to say that as far as you bringing Reiki into the hospitals, you oh, may yeah. look into like integrative medicine physicians. Oh, okay. That, that is one route. Cause I work with one right now in private ceremony as well. Um, so they're way usually more open and already offering like alternative um, pathways in sessions to clients so reiki is reiki sessions that might be helpful for you to look in that path versus like um but you could also i don't know if like cancer institutes or stuff like that when my mom did massage many 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 years ago she got a research grant to actually work on massage with cancer patients as a way to relieve pain um so I would just keep listening, but I would start with like integrative medicine physicians and see where that takes you or like chiropractor offices that are more non-traditional, like going in those non-traditional paths. Um, there are chiropractors that do muscle testing too. Oh, so yeah. that would be an option that for energy work because they're already, they aren't already understand the mind body connection. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas like typical Western medicine doesn't acknowledge the spirit you know, or emotions. Close my mind. Health. Yeah, we're getting there. There is a special place for Western medicine. There, there it is. Oh, it is yeah. Necessary, but it's not the only, it's not the only thing. Well, thank you so much for being here. And thank you to everybody for watching or listening or however you're consuming the information. And I know that I'm going to have Celeste back on the podcast so we can keep talking about all the things. But please reach out to her if you feel uh, in alignment. And, of course, I'm here, too, as well, if you ever need me. So thank you so much, everybody. Have a good day.